Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Welcome in. It's another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stansberry. As always, presented by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. Uh, joined on this week's program by Jeff Woody. Hello, Jeffrey. How are you doing today? I'm doing exceptionally well. I get to uh, get to be on the radio show. You do get to be thing, on the radio thing show. thing I don't usually get because people are usually sick of me by this time of the week. So. Not- not even Chris Williams is on the radio show this week. We will hear yeah. from from Tim Mullen uh, from Nebraska French Mart and Brent Bloom. They'll give their picks for the week here uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, later on in the program, I did talk to Dr. Brian Warmy from the McFarland Clinic up in Ames. Uh, so we'll hear from him uh, later on in the show. But first, Jeff and I are going to do some thoughts on uh, on Saturday's Cyhawk showdown. We're not doing our uh, our Saturday morning pregame show for road games this year. So you and I are basically going to get out all of the information we normally would do for that show here today, Jeff. Now it's been, you know, four or five days since we recorded football on random things. How are you feeling going into, into Saturday? Um, I feel like I have a fair picture of what this game could look like. And it's going to, I mean, it's really, it, it's, it's going to fall in two buckets, you know, it's going to, same thing we talked about with, um, uh, Scott Docterman, which I, if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one before the game. He, I thought he was really good and as, as always is very candid with how everything is going. Um, and then none of the coaches during the week said anything except one thing that is unique. And I'll get back to how the game is going to go in a second Did a little verbal tease and then didn't come back to it. Um, Keegan Johnson still out. I think is a a relatively big deal because I think a lot of what Iowa's offense was sort of expecting to do was being able to count on by this week, either Brody Brecht being able to kind of be in kind of football shape for it uh, or Keegan and or Keegan Johnson being back because Reganey's still out. Uh, Gavin Williams is a maybe, and even still he's playing running back. And I thought LaShawn Williams did fine. There wasn't like a a huge need at running back that they had. Um, But yeah, Keegan Johnson being out, is uh, another thing that's happened since then. But how this game is going to go is if Iowa State doesn't turn the ball over and or comes in even in the turnover margin, if it's just even in turnover margin, you don't have to win the turnover margin, just even. They win the game by two touchdowns because at that point, they're not really going to be playing a field position game because I think we can all trust Iowa State's offense to be at least marginally successful. I think they had like 360 yards last year against Iowa, so it's not like they can't move the ball at all. Um, You're not going to put up 500 yards and 50 points on this defense, but you can move it here or there. So if they just possess the ball and come out neutral in turnovers, they win the game by two scores. But that's a big if. And the way it doesn't happen for in Iowa State's favor is if the game, if Iowa State turns the ball over like they have in every single one of the games for the past six or seven or forever in this series, and then Iowa can muddy the game up and do exactly what they want to do with the game. So either Iowa wins this game like 13 to eight or Iowa State wins it, I think, going away. It doesn't feel like there's going to be you know, perhaps there is that that middle ground where Iowa State kicks a last second field goal at to get to 21 or something like that. But I feel like this game is either Iowa State wins by a few scores because Iowa's offense is so inept they can't do anything, or Iowa wins the game and it's ugly and muddied up just like it was last year. 
All right, let's talk about Iowa State's defense going up against this Iowa offense first. We talk about the offense a lot, but let's let's kind of flip this thing over. With this Iowa offense, what's the what's the approach in your mind? Do you be more aggressive in stopping the run than maybe you normally would and dare Spencer Petrus to throw the ball over the top of you, or do you do what you've normally done and kind of sit back and let them come to you? I feel like you can be more aggressive, but you can also be a little more – you know, they love – Campbell loves the word multiple, loves Mm -hmm. the word multiple and multiple meaning we can run 10 different fronts out of the, or 10 different coverages and 10 different blitz packages out of the same look. And that we can then go the next play and have the same personnel in the same formation, do something completely different. So it's really hard for you to get pre-snap read. So I think what they can do is they can afford to be more aggressive. They can afford to play downhill more because they trust that if you get a one-on-one especially without Johnson, without Reganey. And it's really Arlen Bruce is your main number one receiving threat, him and and, uh, Laporta and Lachey at tight end. If you have those three guys more or less covered, if you can man up or even bracket coverage somebody, then you can be really creative elsewhile and trust that the interior of that Iowa offensive line that was really bad in week one, that you can beat that, that you can get Isaiah Lee or J.R. Singleton or somebody through there because if you create a, a wrinkle in the coverage, as smart as Petrus is, he doubts himself on the field. And so if you can get him to hold it for a little bit, then you that's your opportunity to get it. So I think it's it's you can be creative, but you can also send more people to the party. I think the biggest thing they have to do is they have, I mean, in games that Iowa has not advanced the ball, it's in obviously bad quarterback play. We know that. But it's also in the fact they don't get that huge reset the line of scrimmage offensive line play. So if you can just neutralize that reset, the offensive line line play and have them run for 83 yards. Like I think they ran for 74 against South Dakota state. If you can have them run for something like that, then you have a really good shot at winning the game because again, Petrus in that situation would be in true passing sets. And what does Will McDonald and Ryan Vance do in true passing sets? So yeah, you can be more aggressive, but you can also be more multiple and kind of throw wrenches at what Petrus is going to be looking at. With We had a listener send us uh, some really nifty little charts last night uh, breaking down. So I think you'd ask the question if you wanted to see uh, Iowa State's success rate versus Iowa's success rate based on where they start with the football when they uh, bring their offense out. Holy cow, man. Uh the uh, the Iowa offense chart is unlike anything I think I've ever seen uh, in where the success rate drops off. Uh, what is it like the 15 yard line? And then immediately it just nosedives. It's the, and, and I think, okay, so shout out to Trent Sorensen, by the way, I'm going to be, I will probably be asking for this exact setup in pretty much every game that uh, Iowa State's going to play this year because this is super useful information. Trent, if you want to work ahead, you might as well. Yeah, just go for it. Well. I mean, just yeah. just go for it. Just we're going to want this for Iowa State and whoever they're playing in the future. It just a, it's a fact. Um, so what what this and I tweeted it out. I think you commented on it. Um, and then it's at Trenton Sorensen if you wanted to actually see the actual source of it. But essentially, what the what that chart is, is on the left side, it's. Uh, the likelihood in percentages of any drive resulting in points on the x-axis then the one horizontal it's how many yards away from the your intended goal line you are starting so if you get a a ball that starts on the you know a kickoff a touchback that starts on the 25 that means you're 75 yards away from your goal line or the, the intended goal line you're trying to score so that's put that at 75 there's a data point one of the things that gets thrown off just a little bit is that you usually don't start inside the like inside the opposing 30 too much. So if you yeah. only had two, like if you only had two of those possessions and you don't score on one of them, then you get a 50%. So like percentages aren't necessarily totally the best, but over the course of a season and a half, which I think this is tw- all of 2021 into the first game of 2022, you have some decent amount of statistics and you're probably going to get it, especially if it's aggregated by 10 yards. That is all to set the context of saying, Once Iowa gets the ball at the 15-yard line or farther, there is a 50-50 shot of them not ending up with points. At least. At least, which is shocking. At that point, the defense is standing in the end zone. Your safeties might be literally in the end zone, and they don't come up with points at all, one out of every two tries. 
And yet, they have still won 10 games over the course of that span. 11 now. They won 11 games over the course of that span, which is, again, it's just absolutely shocking. And, like, I understand that the special teams and defense are good. But, how? again, I just I am baffled by this, is that how does this not – how do you not address this in yeah. some form or fashion? I mean, so what that should normally look like is if you look at what the Iowa State's – the Iowa State defensive chart, because we did it for both the offense and their scoring and the defense and what they give up. If you look at the Iowa State defensive scoring chart, that's about – what you would expect to see is that, you know, starting at about the 20 yard line on in 25 yard line on in, you can, you, you should be right around a hundred percent. And because even if you go at minimum, you're getting a field goal, you get at yeah. minimum, you're getting a field goal. And yeah. you should, even if you miss one, okay, then you're scoring 27 out of 30 times or whatever. So if you are like, it should trail off, and trickle after like the 35 or 40 yard line, it starts to trickle down. Iowa state's or Iowa's happens right now, which it is again, when I said this game is either Iowa state wins comfortably or not comfortably, Iowa state wins this one going away because they're able to score or Iowa wins it muddied up. It's not like it's just one game where this has happened. And it's not like it's just whatever, uh, you know, Iowa had a bad week. This is consistent over the course of a year. They are who they are. So, man, it is. I, I think your reaction is you gasped. Yeah, when you saw I did. That. I I was shocked because I I looked at the Iowa State chart and it's pretty much what you'd expect. It's like, you know, well, I think Iowa State was one hundred percent in the red zone last year. Basically, it's I, like again, I don't think they got the ball down there more than no, maybe no, but two I'm or saying, three times. I'm saying just in general when they were able to drive into the red zone, even you know, so it's like if they were going to get, if they got the ball in the red zone, you know, they're going to score, you know, because they were a hundred percent already. I like, I already know they were hundred percent in the red zone, but it's like to see, I was in C it's like, man, they get the ball at the here. And I, I guess I need to pull it up, but it's like, uh, you look at it. It's like, they get the ball at the 50 and there's like a 40% chance they're going to score or something like that. And it's like, Holy cow, you know? Yeah. Okay. They get the ball at the 20. The line is at 40% or 50% it dips below 50% as soon as you get past the 40. If the, you don't the turn the ball 40, over, you the win the, 40. Yeah. If you don't win this, if you don't turn the ball over, you win the game. Like I, I think that, and that's where I keep coming back to with Iowa state. And it's just obviously not turning the ball over is easier said than done against this defense. We've learned that, but man, I just feel like Iowa state matches up as well to not turn the ball over as, as they have in quite some time to not be doing some of the stupid things that they've done in the past, but it's like, you even look back at last year's game. I mean, Iowa state was pinned inside the, four, uh, the 10 yard line by Corey Taylor four times on those four drives. They punted twice. They fumbled once and it was returned for a touchdown. And then they threw an interception deep that, and all of those led to points for Iowa, all four of them. And it's like, that's literally it. Don't get yourself pinned inside the 10 by Tory Taylor and don't turn the ball over and you win the game. There is a, there are two really important matchups in this game that that just specifically who you're playing are not necessarily going to make or break, but are going to go a substantial distance in, you know, they're a bigger piece of the pie than normally are, which the interior, again, after talking to, to Dr. Man, the interior guard center guard of Iowa, they're, they're new and they're young. And there is a lot of energy against South Dakota state. There's going to be even more energy for this Iowa, Iowa state game. So you get three young guys that are trying to figure out how to play and you're playing against talented players. Uh, that is a, they are rife to make mistakes. And if Isaiah Lee and the interior of that Iowa state defensive line can be as productive as what South Dakota state's defensive line play was, then this offense will continue to struggle. And if you can do that, then you get Petrus off board. I mean, you're any rush, any quarterback would tell you the worst rush to happen is right up the gut because you can't, I mean, you, your eyes are somewhere else. And all of a sudden you see this giant defender running right at you. You have to come off your spot you have to move. You have to get rid of it and you can't throw it away because it's right in the, right in your teeth. So that's the worst pass rush. And that's what I was, what I was saw a lot last week. So the Isaiah Lee versus the interior three and well, whoever is playing the nose position and plus Orion Vance, whoever's in like the, the core right around the football, the football plus four yards is going to be a really important matchup. But the other one, the reason I think why Jalen Noel won the punt return job 
is because they trust him to make good decisions. Obviously, he's super explosive, but they got a lot of really explosive guys like Deion Silas. Put him back there. I mean, wouldn't that be fun? But you have a guy that you trust to make really good decisions, and we've seen that he can be aggressive. If he does not be aggressive with receiving the ball when it is punted by Torrey Taylor, Iowa State will get pinned inside the 10 multiple times. Yes. Because what if you watch the game with, with South Dakota State, I mean, again, best best athlete in the country, and we're devoting several minutes to a punter again in one exactly one week out of the year. But the style of punting that, the, that he has is he's going to rugby, he's also going to stay there, and then he's also knowing when it's a safe punt situation, they do something that, again, it's common sense until that nobody does. If it's a punt safe situation, meaning the defense stays on the field or the punt return unit goes out there, but you can very easily tell that no one's rushing the punter. He'll just take his time. Like he'll catch it and then take two or three steps, wait for a thousand one, a thousand two, a thousand three until his coverage team gets down there and then punt it to one of those guys. And then they can catch it. So like he'll, they'll do multiple different styles of punt, but the ones. And so like, if it's going to be that one, you can't control it. Like if they get to the 40 yard line and they go to punt, you're that's tough. But if they're on the minus 30 or the minus 35 or the minus 40, meaning 60 yards, 70 yards away from the end zone, the times when he's what he's going to be trying to do there is he's going to try and hit one that hits the ground at the 25 yard line and then rolls down there and trust that his coverage team's going to get there or try and push it out of bounds. What if you catch that ball? Yeah. You know, if it's not you an opportune, catch the ball. Yeah. if it's not an opportune position, this is you, obviously you don't want to be stupid. You're not going to make like a diving catch for a punt, but you have to be aggressive in fielding the ball because he's going to get a 10, 15 yard roll. And it's probably not going to go into the end zone. So Jalen Knoll versus Tory Taylor, as far as where he's receiving it and how he's receiving it is a super important thing to do. And so this is like, that is a matchup that matters. And so if I was also, I don't think they're going to do this because they don't like to run this particular type of return. But if I'm the special teams coordinator for Iowa state, one of the things that I'm considering putting in, whether it was in the off season or for this week is setting two returners back and putting one at, depending on the situation, it put them either even with each other on, on each side of the ball or put one, if it's, again, they're at the minus 30, you put one at ball minus 30 yards and you put one at ball minus 50 yards. And then somebody's going to catch it to not let there be a big roll. So I don't know if I don't, they might do that. They might not. But again, just receiving the punt and making sure that it is caught, whether it's I a mean, fair catch, like you can be protected. You're one of the few players in the field that if you say, I don't want to get hit, you're legally able to do that. And so like, as soon as the ball goes up and you think you have to run to make a play fair catch and just go get it. So that's another really important matchup because again, back to that drive chart, get the ball and don't get pinned inside the 10. Don't get pinned super far away from the goal line. And you're probably going to be okay. So those are two really important matchups is interior defensive line play. And then the punt returner actually fielding all available punts. All right. We've got a couple minutes left here. Give me a prediction. What do you think is going to happen? I feel like this game again, overconfidence. I mean, <laughs> so it's, it's easy to be overconfident, but let's also take into consideration who Iowa state played last week, where the Ohio Valley teams versus the big 12 teams, I, the big 12 won those a combined 156 to 30, including Texas tech and Kansas in that total. So who you're playing kind of indicates that you can do things better than you probably can. Now, Iowa State is going to improve on offense from last week where there were some negatives that they had. But I think the thing that was obvious in how they played against that pretty lower-tier opponent is Deckers can get the ball out on time and accurately, and they can hold up in protection at least long enough to get him to get rid of the ball on time and on rhythm. And I I think that translates. So it feels like Iowa State will be able to move the ball. So I I think Iowa State's going to take it just because it doesn't feel like they're going to be like the interceptions that Brock had and the turnovers that, that Brock had when he was playing were because he was holding it too long or trying to force something when it wasn't there. And it doesn't feel like that's Hunter's game. So I feel like Iowa state is going to be better at not turning the ball over. And at some point that streak has to break of not getting a turnover. So I think each team has one turnover and comes out flat. And I think Iowa state wins it 21 to 12 and Iowa state has, or Iowa has 
four field goals. If Iowa State does win the game, who has a big day? Hunter Deckers? Hunter Deckers. Besides, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the easy one. But yeah. uh, I think Isaiah Lee. If if Isaiah Lee has a big day, then that pretty much ensures that that defense or that that Iowa's offense can't work. If they are continually, if he has a big day, Iowa's offense sucks again. Man, imagine how how frustrated people will be over there if their offense comes out and really stinks again. Like that will be a interesting dynamic to keep track of. I think during the game, especially early on, to see how the crowd is reacting to Iowa's offense. And what would also be interesting is when. If, you know, if we magic wand, things go really well. And Deckers, like last week in the South Dakota State game, they had that that deep post that the quarterback overthrew by three or four yards. What if that exact thing happens, but Iowa State connects with Xavier Hutchinson or Dimitri Stanley, and that's a touchdown? Then I was down. And you go up 7-0. And I was down 7-0 almost immediately. And then Iowa plays like garbage. And maybe Iowa State advances the ball and gets a field goal. And then it's 10 to nothing. And Iowa's offense is doing what they did last week. Can you imagine what the vibe in that stadium is going to be like with just the pent up frustration that's going to be present? So, I mean, it's th- that has a legitimate chance to happen, you know? It, yeah, that's a, yeah, was, that's a legitimate possibility. Yeah. So it, it, it's also a legitimate possibility that Tory Taylor pins him on the two. Uh, Jirel Brock gets tackled for a two yard loss and it's a safety and Iowa starts the game two to zero. You know, yeah. like though that's also a legitimate possibility. So um, I feel like this game isn't going to go like that uh, because I, you know, again, we, we saw what Decker is going to do, but I don't know. This is going to be a, an interesting and hopefully not super uncomfortable game, but I feel like it's going to be a super uncomfortable game to watch. It probably will be. It generally is. All right, Jeff, Woody, we'll talk to you again on Monday on football and random things. And we'll be right back here on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. On the Morning Sports Station, 106.3 KXNL. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmey, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarland Sports Medicine medicine.com go cyclones many people are still working remotely but a lot are gradually returning to their office and that workplace has changed forever fortunately dressing well for work has not mr b and clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a zoom call we have what you need come see for yourself at mr b clothing on 86th street and clive Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Martin in Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled 
barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Eau Claire, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. And we welcome you back to the Cyclone Fanatic radio program presented by our friends at NFM and Clyde. That, of course, Nebraska Furniture Mart and our guy, the store director, the big boss, Tim Mullen. Joining me on Zoom as Williams is in North Carolina. He's Reverend Williams this weekend, so we didn't want his picks anyway today. So, Tim Mullen, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Bloom. Uh, I I kind of like to meet who would have Chris Williams preside <laughs> over their nuptials. I I question their I question their faculties, if you will. So I know of two people that that he has uh, he has completed the marriage certificate with, and they're, he's two for two. He's currently two for two with sticking through. I think a five year mark. So maybe the percentages are okay. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. I know. All right, that's you know. That's not bad. That's pretty good for him. No, it's uh, good for him to get away for a bit, but we'll stay here and uh, talk through things at uh, the old NFM and get some football going here. So I, I, I won the picks last year. I have four and one last week. I already have an insurmountable lead. We're going to get to that, but first, always great things happening at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clyde. What do we have this weekend? Even No, it starts Friday. It starts tomorrow. Starts. Yeah, we got some stuff going on tomorrow here. Uh, you know, this what we've really focused on here in the last year or two is really getting more community involvement, doing events here at the store. Uh, you know, and sure, it's, it's to drive people to the store here to see where we're at, see what we have to offer everybody. But really, it's a lot of good stuff for the community and the kids. And we're doing one this Friday, which is Kids Crafter Day. Uh, so tomorrow from 11 to 2. Uh, again, my events team with Megan and Crystal and Jake just knocking it out of the park, putting together these events for kids and, and bring them in. If you got younger ones, especially your home for the day and you don't know what to do with them, bring them on in, uh, you know, look around the Mart, have a good time. There's a lot of great deals going on. Everything in the store right now, four ninety nine and up is 24 months financing. Uh, you know, that's our worth it sale we have going on. We've got great deals on our clearance section right now, which, you know, our clearance department, you know, scratch and dead as it is, but some of that stuff is so minuscule yes. and you can get such a steal. Maybe it's something on the side or on the back corner. No one's going to see and we're at near or below cost on some of these things, just trying to get them out the door. And then uh, if flooring's what you're looking for, we have our pet friendly sale going on here for the fall with up to seven freeze on pet friendly carpet. So get your take up your hallway, your major, there's four or five other things. I don't want to say what's there and not be there, but just, uh, Really good deals going on. Bring the kids out. I know the game's going on Saturday. You know, come in the morning, come in the afternoon, and then come see us Sunday. And uh, after you get done rooting, and we'll uh, we'll get you taken care of. Yeah, that clear. I've got like four or five items from the clearance section. I would have no idea it would be on clearance. Yeah. I mean, it just looks the same to me. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I, I'm proud of what we do here because you know, to me, if it's not perfect, we call you and let right. you know. Like, we don't want to sneak something by you. And if you want to wait for perfect, we'll get that for you. But that leaves an opportunity down the road for someone who may be less inclined. I mean, maybe it's a garage fridge. Maybe it's your washer and dryer we have, yep. in the basement. You don't care. Yeah, there's so many great ideas. And, and it's, you know, so many of them are brand new products, displays we've turned over. Uh, but you're still getting uh, manufacturer warranty involved with those items. And and really, you're going to save some really good money. And we've got some solid pieces. The back, uh, head into the store in the back right corner, you'll see a giant red sign that says clearance. Uh, come on back there in our appliance team. Be happy to take care of you. Awesome. Love it. Love the people at NFM there in Clive. And let's get to the picks again. I went four and one last week. The, the drive to the second straight championship continues. Well, you and you and Williams tied at three and two. So, Hey, pretty good week. One effort for us. Interesting slate this yeah, week. I, though, Tim. 
Well, I'm not sure if you understand the definition of insurmountable or not. Bloom. I mean, <laughs> it, it's a one game lead, my friend. I know you're taking liberties with that. Maybe a bit hyperbolic in your choice of words, but uh, I think this is the week we come back. Uh, I know I have a deadlock against, well, I'll be, well, I can't wait to hear what his picks are. Only you know those currently, but I've got a little uh, C-Dub special in here. But this week, uh, we know the obvious in-state rivalry coming to yes. play, but there wasn't a ton of great games. So what I went with is the only top 25 tilt, uh, Alabama, Texas coming to town. And then I chose the biggest spreads from the Big 12 and Big 10 uh, and then our in-state game. So we'll get started off with the only uh, top 25 tilt, which is the Cougars of BYU traveling down to Wacky Waco to play number 25, Baylor. BYU, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Uh, you know, what, what do you think here? You want to start with you or C-Dub? I'll go with me. I, I like uh, – Baylor's my most underrated team in the country. They dominated against a bad team in week one. This is a very interesting road trip. Future Big 12 game, by the way. So I'm going to yeah, take the I'm going to take the Bears ability to run the ball on BYU. A little fun fact for this one. Uh, Baylor's offensive coordinator used to be the BYU offensive coordinator. So some knowledge of the oh. game here uh, on both sides. Uh C-Dub's going to go with BYU. Yeah, look though. at that. Look at that how that helped uh, Oregon this last week. <laughs> Fair point. Touche. Touche. But yes, yeah, C-Dub's going with BYU. I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to take the Baylor Bears. Yeah. Uh Bloom, I'm with you here my friend. I just uh, you know, I think Baylor has been a good team for a number of years. They've had years where they wound up being great, but they're a good team. You're going down to Texas. Uh, I don't know the last time BYU played down there, but I just think uh, BYU is set. And at three and a half points, I mean, you know, I give them the three back for the home field, and I think that uh, BYU is a bit over their head. I like Baylor here by a touchdown or more. So you and I already up on C-Dub. So the next game may be one of the most interesting of national interest Crazy. with two unranked teams. Yeah, two unranked teams here, but we have uh, the number one Alabama Crimson Tide coached by Coach Saban, a 20-point favorite on the road in Austin, Texas. Boom, I just don't know about this one. This one is bizarre to me. I don't – I mean, tell me why Texas here. I mean, I'm taking Alabama. I, I have the Alabama until otherwise theory every year. But why would anyone pick Texas and maybe where are you at? Maybe you like Alabama here. Yeah, so there is some knowledge again. Sark and a lot of his staff came from Alabama. They are at home. Yeah. Texas is back for the 12th straight year. <laughs> I, 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 You know what? I, I'm, I hate that I'm doing this. I'm talking myself into it. I think they keep it within 20. I just – Okay. They, they, can't, they can't be that far behind. Now – the Oregon game is is flashing in my mind. Oregon Georgia from from last week. I'm going. Sure. Oh boy, this thing could be 49 sure. to 10. I, I, just so I can be be mad at Texas, I'm going to take Texas because then I could be extra mad okay. at Texas when they they burn me. C Dub's going the same way. We're going with the uh, right. we're going with the, the horns. So hedging your emotional bets either yes. way. If you win, if they win, if you lose, you can be mad at them. I can be mad at them. That's that's, that's my strategy. At. Yes which I mean, to be fair, it's Texas. You can be mad either way. It's okay. <laughs> Always will be. I, I do like, I do like how you said it's their 12th straight year of their back. That, that did make me laugh. They, 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 they're all, them in Nebraska have been back for, for oh, 12 gosh. straight years. I don't know how yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, they did leave. Let's be clear about yes. that. So. Yes. All right. Uh, biggest spread here in the big 12 is the Cowboys of Oklahoma state at home. 32 point favorite against Kent state. What's Kent state's mascot. Is it the flash? The golden They're flashes? the flashes. Right? They're the flashes. And this, okay. this is Oklahoma, right? This is the, the Sooners. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That is correct. I wrote it in two different places incorrectly, yeah. but it is the Sooners. It's the number nine ranked Oklahoma Sooners. Man, I by 32. So Kent state's not the best back team, but they're not the worst. They're kind of middle of the road. I'm still, I'm still down on OU. They were fine in week one against UTEP. I'll take the flashes. Give me Julian yeah, Edelman. All right. Julian Edelman in the Kent State Flashes. He played up Fighting in Ames Julian Edelman's. 15 years ago and won. So that's still on my mind. Oh, really? That yeah. was uh he was there when they came he up. Was the, he was the quarterback. And then they turned him into a receiver. Oh, that's Belichick. right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yep. And the great a... slot receiver to be. <laughs> yep. So but Williams is taking yeah, OU. Uh... 
I love it. Right now I'm uh three opposite of CW. It's separation Saturday for me and CW. Bloom, I'm with you here at Kent State. 32 is a lot. That's a lot. I, I just think uh, you know, when you start to play that out in your head, uh 42 to 10, I mean it has to be that at a minimum, somewhere in there. I don't know if they take the brakes off or anything like that. So 32 is a giant spread. I'll sit with you on that. And we will both beat C dub in another game. Uh, the next one is, this is my C dub special here. Uh, you know how much he likes and how much I dislike Jim Harbaugh. If you've listened to the show it all over the years, of course, I think he is just the luckiest coach in the world for even being there. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and call this one. My uh, Hawaii fighting rainbows uh, are 51 point underdogs at Ann Arbor. And it is a lead pipe lock that Hawaii covers that 51. I love Hawaii here in Michigan. What do you got, bud? It's literally Hawaii five Oh, except it's, it's five. Yeah. Oh, well done. Five Hawaii five one. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, Hawaii is awful. Like historically yeah. bad. They can't stop the run at all. That's still a lot. I think it's I, no. I think it's sixty six to ten. I think they score sixty six yeah. to ten, and that's Hawaii five six. Okay. So that covers. Yeah, that's um, you got Michigan there. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan, but Williams is riding with uh, the the Golden Rainbows or the, the whatever the, he is. the Rainbow Warriors. Wow, I knew he never really believed mm-hmm. in Harbaugh. But we I we got it. it was all no, a sham. Nobody cares about that game. What about what about the big one in the state where people are going to go to okay. the NFM? They're going to come to Craft Day Friday tomorrow. Yep. Get their TV while they're yep. there. Get ready. Get Three o'clock. Cyhawk week. You know, Bloom. I I've said this at nauseum already this week, and I think the most classic thing about this upcoming uh, Cyhawk challenge is that. Once again, week one, I don't know that any fan base really feels like they know what is going to happen this Saturday. They do not. Uh, I mean, if anything, Iowa State definitely has to feel better about being able to move the ball downfield. I think they got something special there in Deckers. Uh, I mean, that's just a, a good young quarterback who's doing good things. So the offense showed up, and then you talk to people like, well, it was against SEMO. Well, you should have done that against SEMO, and you did. Yes. And then you talk about Iowa, who should have done something. something like that. But then it's, you know, South Dakota, they're a little bit better. But, you know, reading the press clippings and stuff, I mean, there's no excuses. The offense uh, was abysmal. I, I like seeing, you know, uh, your friend Chris Hassel this week was just on, uh, <laughs> you know, hot padded room watch. I felt <laughs> yes, so bad reading this stuff on Twitter. But, uh yeah, I just, I don't know here. I mean, it's three and a half point favorite to Iowa. I mean, what, let's see, what's C-Dub thinking right here? Let's start with him not being here. Maybe he'll give us an insight. Well, as you may expect, C-Dub is taking uh, the away team in this game. He's picking the class. Yeah. yeah. And I'll follow yeah, that I, up. Uh, so here, here's what I'm thinking, Tim. So I'm I'm yeah, a math go. guy. I'm going to uh, put my oh, analytical hat. Iowa State has not forced an Iowa turnover in this game. Since 2015, that's a yeah. lo- that's that's almost impossible. So in the last five years, the last five games, the last six years, they didn't play one year. Iowa is nine nothing on turnovers, and that has yeah. been the biggest difference. I mean, the, if you look at the teams, it's been pretty equal talent wise, in my opinion. Yeah, but totally agree because of the turnovers and the special teams, Iowa has destroyed Iowa State in those two categories, and thus why the why Matt Campbell has not yet defeated the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm going uh-huh. regression to the mean Spencer Petrus, a lot going on in that young man's head. Even if they don't play him, they play Padilla. That's a lot, a lot to ask. I think Iowa State's defense takes advantage, flips the turnovers. The turnovers are two to one for Iowa state cyclones, 21, Iowa 17. So key turnover makes a difference here. Yes. And it generally has every game. That's been, to the, your that's point. been the case. Yeah, you know, I remember uh, it's nice having had history with you guys doing this. We sat here this time last year, and I think that was the point we talked about then. And, and it reminded me, I always use this anecdote about this type of theory, that the first time I ever played roulette, I saw black had hit 17 <laughs> yeah. times in a row. So I bet red five straight times and lost, stopped playing, and then it hit red. And, and I'm not, you know, it's just, it's one of those True. things where I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here, but that, that predictive model is so obscure to me that I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I I'm, I'm with you guys here. I mean, if you can't beat San Diego state, 
by more than four, I don't know how you're possibly going to beat uh, a pumped up ready time is coming. Uh, Iowa state coming to town by more than three and a half. I just, this game is already too close as it is every year. It's a one turnover, a one mistake, a one wrong move game either way. And I just, Jake, I think to your point, I think there's some fragility right now to the mindset going on in Iowa that I believe some pressing may be involved to not make a mistake, thus perhaps making one. And I'm going to go with you there. I just, I, what an ugly game to think about. It'll be really interesting to see what happens, but yeah. Hey, black's got to hit one day. Well, it, it will. I mean, I keep saying, and I that. think it could be this year. <laughs> it's been, it's only been eight years. No, I know. I, I don't want to, I don't want this 16. It hasn't been 16 Sorry. yet. Yeah. I don't want, I, yeah, I, I don't want to get there. Please. No, Tim, I didn't, no. I, I was born in 84. I didn't see Iowa state beat yeah. Iowa until 98 of my life. Yeah. So it's just like, Oh yeah. I, I can't do that. Yeah, no, it's uh, Red's gonna it's going to be a fun time, and I think uh, it, it'll be interesting along the way. And honestly, uh, of the five games we talked about, less Alabama, Texas, I think it's, I mean, of an in-state rival with uh, a fan the base is involved, it's possibly the most involved emotional game of the day yeah. in the nation. It'll be fun. Uh, to, I know be, that uh, yeah. the guys from Barstool have been coming and hanging out. That's I right. So it's, you know, yeah. I want to meet I mean, my guy, Big Cat. Casey's Pizza, but uh, right. Right. yeah. <laughs> Big, big cat and El Presidente. himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tim. Well, I'm looking forward to a fun week. Uh, safe travels to, uh, to CW where he's at. And again, come on out uh, Friday. Bring the kids to Kids Crafter Day from 11 to 2. Uh, you know, we'll be here tomorrow with a great marketing team ready to take care of you and make the kids smile. Storewide sales going on 24-month financing, all $4.99 and up. Pet-friendly sale on carpet up to seven frees. Uh, you know, and it's just a lot of good things going on in NFM. And again, we appreciate another week with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Tim. And, and thank you for what you guys do, not only for fanatic for all areas in the community, you guys have been big helps and uh, you know, you don't, you don't beat your chest about it, but uh, you guys are involved in a lot of different things and, and certainly appreciate what you guys do. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Bloom and uh, have a great weekend. All right. We'll send it back to Jared Stansberry and crew. After this, you're listening to the cyclone fanatic radio program presented by NFM and Clive. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NML. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cycle Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. 
Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. iowaclinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy and I, for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Welcome back into the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Thanks to Brent and Tim for their contributions to the program today. I uh, want to go up to Ames now, talk to one of our friends from the McFarland Clinic up in Ames. It's Dr. Brian Warmy. Doc, how are you doing today? Uh, I hope you're enjoying your Cyhawk week so far. Yeah, Jared and Jeff, I'm doing great. Um, it's exciting to have uh, September and football and all the things that come with uh, the fall. What uh, What are your favorite Cyhawk memories? Is there a game that jumps out to you uh, in this rivalry that you really enjoyed? Oh man, um, well I was uh, I grew up in Ames uh, and went to. I've been to these Cyhawk games my entire life. Uh, I did med school out in California, and uh, I was living with a guy that uh, my roommate, I had two roommates, both of them went to Iowa State, and so I was in medical school. My room, One of my roommates was getting an econ PhD, and the other roommate was uh, in aerospace engineering, getting a PhD out there at Stanford, and we watched the uh, Seneca game and, you know, everything was kind of quiet in that first half. And then we were making so much noise in the second half that we had neighbors coming over to see what was going on. So that one definitely uh, is a memorable one for me. Um, You've been on the sideline for a fair number of these. And I think, you know, from my perspective, I know the, the answer on how players feel about it, but, when you're dealing with guys who get hit very hard, does the physicality of this particular rivalry game make you go like, well, going to have a busy day on Saturday, or do you just kind of approach it like any other game? Cause this game is always like, there's a little bit of extra zip in the shoulder pads of both sides. There's no doubt about that, Jeff. I think that, you know, especially like on special teams where those are pretty high energy plays anyway, in terms of the velocity and the kinetic energy, those dudes are really looking for somebody to hit and uh, that's accentuated. I think this week. What uh, I was going to ask you to Iowa state put down its new, uh, its new field turf at the new, new grass in the, uh, on, on Jack Trice stadium. Uh, I know this is a big topic in the NFL where they want people to use more natural grass. I wanted to know from your perspective, why is the natural grass better than turf? Why is, why is that something that is better for preventing injuries? Sure. So I think that um, that was definitely true 20, 30 years ago when 
the artificial turf was the quote unquote astroturf, which it was, you know, basically put on top of concrete. I think that the field turf these days is has gotten really, really close to simulating real grass. And so I think it's less of an issue now. Um, but, you know, just the uh, natural architecture of soil, I think, is a little bit more conducive to uh, field type sports. Um, but, yeah, 30 years ago, I remember uh, Andre Dawson wanted to play for the Cubs and, and took a pay cut, I think, to play for the Cubs because the Cubs had um, natural grass in Wrigley Field. But I think I think that the field turf technology has come a long ways and we're pretty close to having uh, similar injury profiles on grass versus field turf now. That's really interesting because I remember I was one of the last, I was kind of the last few dinosaurs to play on the old Unidome turf back before they replaced it with kind of the field turf surface. And that stuff, I mean, it does feel like you are, it's you're running in your, like your living room carpet. Like that's all the more padding it feels like you have. So when you got to go from full speed to stopping on your living room carpet, a lot of times your limbs keep moving and that stops. Right. The, one, the last, I guess, question I was wondering about is um, like there's with it being hot early in the season, you're playing in again, these high speed, super fast stuff. And we saw Cartavius Norton have some type of soft tissue stuff. What do these guys need to do to prevent kind of soft tissue things in a game like this, even though it's not going to be exceptionally hot, it's still not quite conditioned yet. Like what is soft tissue stuff? How do you prevent it? And how do you make sure that you, high school kids or whoever's listening don't get those type of things early in the season. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of it just has to do with the training um, that goes into the, into the prep in the off season and then working on your core and working on your flexibility. The, the, the issue with a guy like Cartavius is, is that he's got such fast, fast twitch fibers. He's just, we call that twitchy. Um, they, they're always going to be at risk for popping a hamstring or a quad. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for the athlete, you know, as a surgeon, I can't really sew muscle together. It's kind of like trying to sew hamburger meat. It just doesn't hold um, when they try and uh, flex the muscle or stretch the muscle that those stitches would just pull right through and they don't do anything. So a lot of those injuries that are the quads, the hammies, the, the calves, strains you know we, we don't operate on those um and we just allow their own biology to heal sometimes we add prp which is platelet-rich plasma to help speed up the recovery um but it's just it's just one of those things that i think as the season goes on it's much less likely to happen because your body has adapted to playing football again all right, Doc, we've uh, we've taken up enough of your time. We appreciate you joining us on the show tonight, and uh, we'll see you over in Iowa City on Saturday. Sounds great, guys. Uh, we'll see you there. Awesome. That's Dr. Warmy from the McFarland Clinic up in Ames here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. Thanks again to Dr. Brian Warmy from the McFarland Clinic up in Ames for his contributions to today's show. Thanks to Brent Bloom and Tim Mullen for their help while they were making their picks earlier and then thanks to jeff woody for his help as well uh, throughout the entirety of tonight's program we'll talk to you guys again same time same place next week here on the cyclone fanatic radio show presented by nebraska furniture martin clive on a morning sports station 106.3 kxno